This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. The following podcast is scheduled for one show. Introducing your host, Dax Xavier Josiah. As you are now listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we learn more about the upcoming Pokemon games coming soon to the Nintendo Switch and mobile platforms. Guilty Gear's Biking joins the roster of Samurai Showdown. And in our final stage, I review Marvel Avengers Black Panther War of Wakanda expansion. All this and more as ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah i hope everybody's having a great week i know i am before i even start i want to give a big thanks to my man jeffrey chamba Cruz for coming back on the show i'll talk a little bit more about that on sunday's show but always a great pleasure having him on and getting the chance to talk about his experience with this new comic series called avengers tech on for marvel comics just awesome i'm really happy for the dude he's a really great dude and he deserves everything he gets from that point so kudos to him and thank him for being on the show i also want to give a major thanks and i didn't do this before and i apologize because everything was if you guys have been listening it's been so much craziness going on in the last couple weeks in terms of what's been going on in my studio my office here um and then just the computer and everything going down i haven't had a chance to thank my man josh shernoff who that's who you're hearing in the intros doing the uh ring announcing of this that is uh ring announcer let me rephrase that that is retromania wrestler ring announcer josh shernoff also host of a bunch of fight tv uh episodes uh shows as well covering wrestling and his mind the meanie uh uh podcast that he uh co-hosts with the blue meaning and he's just been awesome he's been on the show many a times and uh he'll be back on the show again <laughs> especially i'll pick it i'll pick a great time when you know there's a big wrestling event or just wrestling probably near the end of the year beginning of the year or something like that but josh has been great since uh day one that we met that we literally virtually bumped into each other it was it's a hilarious story of how we actually met but since then you know he's a wrestling guy he's you know um bill Lapter's protege well you know He's now become, I think he's become from student to master at this point. Uh, he's he's entering master stage of this uh, industry now. And, you know, he's been able to do some really, really cool stuff in the world of wrestling. 
and you know it was a great it's always a great time to have him in here and i got him you know got in contact with him asked him to do like another uh intro for me and uh he was more than happy to do so and since he's the ring announcer for Rus uh, retro mania wrestling it's it, it was more than awesome to do so it was really cool for him to do thank him for all of his uh great talents <laughs> if you will because the intro is awesome i really appreciate it so we got some gaming to talk about people and i uh, hope you guys are ready especially you pokemon fans out there um got a recap of the pokemon presentation this is their version of nintendo direct and i think they always do a great job this is not in connection with nintendo even though they are nintendo based you know game freak is kind of their own entity even though they are exclusive mostly to nintendo and they do kind of branch out to mobile at best but for the most part they are nintendo uh but they had their own presentation like there's they're that big they're that big that they do their own presentations so, you know think about that in terms of like best game franchise for nintendo it's really hard to argue that pokemon is probably their second and that's saying a lot because you have mario which is always going to be number one you have zelda which zelda is absolutely and you know if I'm on, it, that's the argument is zelda number two or is it number three because pokemon has a strong core base of fans and popularity and games and but who has the most consistent games out there and you gotta we gotta look back i, I feel like zelda and pokemon are fighting for the second position uh, and then everything else falls suit from right there. But they, I would, I would say they are almost tied, but I almost feel like Pokemon because they constantly come out with not only just the games, but also they have an anime series. They got move. Yeah. When you really, when I'm, when I'm, you know, I'm hearing it out my mouth. <laughs> Pokemon's number two. <laughs> Zelda is a little bit more core. And if they had with, and they've accomplished and, and achieved what Pokemon has got, I would definitely say that, but you know, there's a lot needs to be done for Zelda, for the Legend of Zelda series before I can really get. Yeah, Pokemon's number two. Pokemon is definitely number two. But, um, you know, they big enough to have their own, you know, their own presentation, their own showcase, if you will. So they did a uh, this week, earlier this week, they did a Pokemon uh, presentation. So I'm going to recap mostly what they did. They started talking about Pokemon Unite, uh, which is already available on Nintendo Switch. I remember I told you guys i played this the japanese version before they actually uh went full blast with the u.s version and you know of all the moba games out there this is a really fun game this is really really fun so they were talking about that but they were also announcing that it will be available for mobile devices on september 22nd and mama swing and um Sullivan, if i'm pronouncing them right now for the record if you think I butcher these Pokemon names, look, get a line because I hosted the uh, Pokemon Q&A panel with the core group, with the core cast, the OG cast of Pokemon, and they had a hard time pronouncing some of those names too, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, um, but you know, these two Pokemon are confirmed as new characters into the game. Um, so that's great. And also crossplay will be available for this game as well. So I think that's going to be awesome. So like if you're playing on mobile, when that arrives, you'll be able to compete with other people online. I honestly, I, I'm not usually a big fan of mobile games or, you know, mobile games, you know, uh, at that, but 
this was really fun. I do like how fun it is. I wish I think my only my only um, beef about the game is some it's like I wish they would like speed up the character movement a little bit more. And I get it when you're in the enemy side, you kind of slow down and things start to get a little bit crazy. But at the same time, I wish that <coughs> excuse me. I wish that they will be able to, um, you know, speed it up just a little bit, have it a little bit more fast paced and maybe they will down the line, but I still enjoy it. I think that the concept is really awesome. Um, I'm always a big fan of seeing Pokemon, you know, battle in different ways. And this is one and we don't get to see. That's the one thing that we don't get to see a lot during these Pokemon games is when it's the turn based battle. You don't get a chance to see them do what they do you know you know and that's battle and you see them doing the battles but they don't show them in a you know the, the confrontation between the two is like they shoot a beam or they sh or they swat and then they just go to the, they pan to the other you know uh character and they get hit or whatever like that and it's like it's 2021 we should see these characters interact now now well, as i say that i do realize that pokemon tournament was one of the first to do that which i'm a big fan of pokemon tournament i love that game that bandai namco made for pokemon um using the tekken engine for that uh and then also the newest game that's coming out in 2022 which i'll mention you know shortly as well is going to be a game changer for this uh for this franchise i i i'm very much looking forward to playing that game pokemon cafe will be getting a revamp as well um it was announced that it is getting a sort of a remix so it's like pokemon Re cafe remix if you haven't played that game that's also a very fun game as well because basically it's tetris it's a tetris dr mario puzzle fighter type of game but it's cool because you know it's a cafe and you make all these treats for the uh you make these treats and you do, do it in puzzle form so to create the ingredients and all this stuff, you got to, you know, mix and match the different, you know, Pokemon, you know, heads in the screen or whatever like that. It's it's really cute. I played I played it for a little bit, but I hated the idea of it being like a mobile freemium game. So I when I when, when there's like a freemium game, I'll play it for a hot second and then I, I have to force myself out of it because I don't want to get sucked into the idea of pay and uh, getting so immersed into these games that I wind up starting to pay more money for it and get these in-app purchases and all the stuff. I look, I I'm old school. I came from the times of, of Smurf Village <laughs> and I learned my lesson from that. I, you know, I was one of the I was one of those folks that when Smurf Village came out for the mobile uh, games, I was all up in there and Capcom got me good with that. And all of a sudden, you know that controversy came about and then the simpsons came out with one and then the family guy came out with one i'm done <laughs> and then gameville or game evil or whatever how they want to call themselves they also did their thing too and it the, the gaming industry just oh it, it irks me sometimes that's why i love the movie free guy it's because it really capitalizes on the capitalism of video game of the gaming industry it, it's really like they they really try to some companies not all companies really try to juice you for your money and, and focus on money more than the game experience and we'll talk about that in our final stage <laughs> okay um it, it's it's a it's a clear thing but 
with that said, to their credit, the game is fun. So I'm looking, I am gonna jump in there and jump out and check it out. I, you know, honestly, I would rather just pay full price for a game than just have it be free because it's never really free. It is never free. Never. <laughs> Name one actual free game that is actually free. Aside, aside from the games that you that you get from Nintendo Switch because you bought so many games that they give you money back and you can buy it on another game. You know, that that's, you know, name it, name one. I name and people say Genshin Impact. I'm still afraid to play that game through because I don't want to get sucked in. It's a awesome, beautiful game, stunning game. I don't want to get sucked into that. Do not do not at all. But I digress. They also talked about Pokemon Master EX, uh, which is getting Dynamaxing now in air, as well as um, characters from the uh, recent uh, Sword and Shield game will be a part of it. Leon and uh, Hop will be a part of that game as well, and several events to celebrate the two-year anniversary of it. So stay stay tuned for that. You also are going to get uh, Zakion and Zamanzenta uh, from Sword and Shield on Pokemon Go. And, and that, that's I can't believe that game is still going too. like people are actually still doing after all this time. <laughs> I you thought I thought Pokemon Go would have, you know, phased out during during the pandemic. But kudos to them after all that that game has done and been through with everything that it has had with the big Pokemon Go events and everything that just went crazy in array. Yo, shout out to the people who still play that game like it's the McRib that they're chasing. OK. Um, that's pretty interesting, but, uh, there will be getting new events as well. Uh, and it's kicking off today. This is August 20th for those who, uh, are wondering. So you will get a chance to get both of those Pokemon in there and find those two Pokemon, including, uh, Eternity, Eternatus battle, uh, is kicking off. So I haven't played Pokemon Go in ages. And one of the reasons why I kind of fell off of Pokemon Go is because it was just after a while, you were just walking around and walking around. And walking around and it's awesome it gets you outside it's great but i like to battle and part of what made pokemon so great is battling and i know that they added that feature on but it's almost like a too little too late type of thing for me where it's like okay y'all added battling and everything and then also you have to be online at all times so if you're playing this and you're not able to be online or if you're traveling or whatever like that it, it really and you end up in a dead zone when traveling it's, it, it just breaks the experience to me. So I like offline experiences. I like games that, you know, if you can play online, that's fine. If you, but if it's online reliant, I am not a big fan of it because it, the, the internet is not perfect in that sense. We don't have that strong. I mean, our bandwidth has gotten plenty strong over the years, but it's still, there's still imperfections to it. And the, the fluidity of, you know, Wi-Fi is not as strong everywhere you go. And that's just it. And a lot of that is because you're working with different providers and who have different satellites and whatever. It is what it is. So, I mean, I'd rather st stick with the offline gaming if, you know, my personal preference. So, also, we got a brand new look at Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which I believe they call them differently. You know, it's like something di shiny diamond or shimmering pearl or something like that. But the new look of uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And with all these new features revealed, there's a lot of mini games that'll be added to it and some, you know, new stages. And, and I really, you know, what's awesome is about this is that 
when I get one, I'm going to get the diamond version. I never get both Pokemon games. It's like I'm not buying two games with two uh, with similar experiences. I'm not. I mean, so what? You got two different Pokemon on each side. The experiences are exactly the same. OK, it I people don't understand. People, if you're old enough and have watched The Simpsons since like day one, you got to remember the old Malibu Stacy episode. And what the episode where Smithers is like the biggest collector of Malibu Stacy's ever. And the idea and they capital they, they they really focused on this. And this is something that is still going on to this day. Because Lisa pointed out this like they don't they never change Malibu Stacy. They just add one accessory or something like that. And it's the same old Malibu Stacy. And then Smithers goes out of the deal like she tries to convince the, the fans that like it's the same Malibu Stacy that says the same things and does the same things. There's no change at all. And then Smithers pops up out of nowhere and it's like, but she has a new hat. And then all the fa all the other kids and go crazy for it and wants it. You know, it goes on a hysteria. This is exactly what it is. This is what Pokemon is to me. Pokemon. I love the games, but I'm not getting both because the other one is just the same game with different rapping. And it, this is the part I'm like, no, I, I'd rather not. And this is why I hate the fact also, one of the other things I do hate about Pokemon is that they allow you to replay the game again. You got to start from scratch or whatever like that. If you want to like re revisit the story or they get, get you to buy the other version to play the game. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just, no, I'd rather not. I rather Now, Pokemon Sword and Shield, what I like about that is there are a lot of things you could do after the game's experience is over. And then these other games are getting better with that as well. So, um, and I still do play sword sword every so often, you know, especially when I want to just go back to play the tournament games because the tournament, the presentation of the tournament games and everything are so awesome in there. So, but yeah, I never buy both games. There's no way in hell. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, at least I haven't done it yet, but I like what they're doing with this diamond and pearl, which I've never played before. This is one of the games that I never got a chance to play. This is out on a uh, 3D, what is it, the, uh, DS, I believe. Never played this version. So I'm looking forward to checking this out. There's also some new features, other features as well as, um, you're gonna be able to, to wear different uh, costumes and suits this time, or um, you know, and new gear like you do on X and Y and Sword and Shield and, uh, and Sun and Moon. You're gonna be able to now wear uh outfits different outfits and customize your your um your character in this case in that sense so um there's a lot of new features i'm looking forward to it um some rhythm based you know side missions and games and everything in here that you're going to be able to do is it's pretty cool i'm looking forward to it so there's also going to be a special edition uh nintendo switch Lite that was announced which is going to have the uh a bit of a uh, artistic uh look of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl in the back of the Switch. So it's a, it's a Pokemon addition to it as well. So, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. It is, uh, I like it. And I, and I looked at it, I'm like, almost ready to get that, but I forgot, you know, my objective is to get the OLED. So I'm not going to get a uh, another deal with that. So we'll hold off on that one. We have our main event presentation, which I couldn't wait for them to show, which was Pokemon Legends, Arceus or Arceus is, is the way would they pronounce it. 
Um, they gave us a lot to look at here. Uh, there's a lot to look at. This indeed is their Breath of the Wild game, uh, without a doubt. Just based on in terms of like present in terms of presentation, visuals, everything. Um, new game, new way to play the game. The way that the Pokemon, you know, interact with each other, you know, in battle. There, this is a game changer for the uh, franchise. Absolutely a game changer. You got um, smoother Pokemon animation, um, beaches, and you know look tremendous. You got you know the new environments, the snowy peaks, and um, you know the, the crouchy uh, sneaks. Um, you know a lot of that. Just a glimpse at these these new um, areas and, and snow covered uh, lands and what whatnot. Um, and I'm looking at this right now from Game Informer, uh, you know website right now. It just looks awesome. The trailer looks fantastic. What they showed was just fantastic. How you're going to be able to, you know, capture Pokemon, I think is going to be really a big deal because you're not just capturing Pokemon, but depending on which Pokemon it is, you're going to be able to, um, you know, easily catch them. Uh, they're going to run away from you or they're going to try to attack you. And it's it becomes like a battle in itself. So the ones uh, the ones that attack you, the wild Pokemon that attacks you are basically going to try to, uh, you know, take you out. So it's not like you just, you know, sneaking up to them and all the stuff. And it's not going to go into, you know, a, a battle system and a battle screen or whatever. You're, it's going to happen, you know, all in all in one spot uh, as is uh, you're going to immediately go into, uh, you know, action and go into battle. So you're gonna try to get through these uh, Pokemon from there. Uh, the Pokemon, the Pokeballs that you have, are kind of gonna be like prototypes, and you're gonna be able to create your own. The story of this is basically the origin story of how Pokemon and humans got together. This is during this time, Pokemon weren't, you know, friends with the humans, with the human characters in there. So this is telling the story of how they all became friends and how they all came together and how they created the pokeballs and even creating the very first pokedex so this is indeed an origin story this is kind of like uh, i guess you could say this is the uh the zelda skyward sword of po the pokemon series because if i'm correct i still have not played uh skyward sword but i do know that it was based upon the original it's covering the original uh origin of or the first Zelda and Link, uh, you know, universe out there, the prime universe, if you will, and how the Master Sword and all this stuff came about. So this is kind of going in that realm, too. So we're going to see a lot of this and it is going to be slightly ninja based and, and such like that. It's just it's awesome. New Pokemon, of course, are introduced as well. You're going to be able to, you know, do a lot of new cool things. I mean, they totally revamped this entire world. I you could you could tell how much of an influence breath of the wild really was for a lot of game companies because you see a lot of these influences from breath of the wild being implemented into all these games and this is another one this right here just looks awesome um the pokemon that you're going to be able to ride you're going to be able to fly you're going to be able to you know ride on his back across you know the lands and everything just it's it's just beautifully done uh you know new ui you know system and everything uh, I, I'm just looking forward to this. It, it's coming out on in 2022. 
I believe there is an actual date now. It's January. Don't quote me. Uh, let me look this up. I believe it's January 20, 28th, 2022 now. That is coming out. In fact, I could look at my, my, uh, my iPad, but I, because I know I saved it. It's officially, absolutely. It's the 28th of January, 2022. So this will be pretty much my birthday game. Every, every year, every January, there's always a, a game that comes out that I'm anticipating. This is going to be it. I am so looking forward to this as well. And of course, um, it, brilliant diamond <laughs> and, and Pearl will, uh, be coming out November 19th, 2021 as well. So you got time to really get into those, but it was a great presentation. It was about like 27 minutes, a little over 27 minutes. And I thought they did a great job, you know, covering a lot more than what we expected from the franchise. Cause you know, we do know about, uh, you know, the remake of diamond and Pearl and legends, uh, you know, RKS is, which is coming out, but all these other ones, these mobile, you know, games coming back and Pokemon go and everything just really showed how deep and strong the franchise has gone even now and pokemon is is here to stay people <laughs> what can i tell you all right let's go into fighting game news here i actually wrote down that i wanted to get my thoughts on biking from guilty gears art uh, rev 2 which makes her appearance on samurai showdown she's the newest game character now amoxa sure uh shido also made her uh appearance on the game as well we finally got that character the character that everybody been waiting for because they've been teasing it up like crazy uh but i haven't talked about that so i'll talk about that one a little bit too but uh biking is now officially a part of the roster i thought it was a great choice um whether despite the fact i don't know how that character implements itself into the world and i gotta replay it replay uh her story arcade to figure out how they you know mixed her in uh but for what it's worth she plays really different in the game because a lot of the characters in the game the the core characters of samurai showdown are used at best they're they use you know the the traditional street fighter you know move set motions the half circle or ha uh, quarter circle motions uh, to do attacks she kind of does that too but also she does a combo feature with it so you know if you if you played her on a guilty gear then you know what to expect she um she fits really well i like i like her combo face um playing it on my new controllers with the analog is it's uh it it's, feels pretty good in there but for the most part it does work um, I would rather use a D-pad for that, but I, as you guys recall, with the last controller that I actually am using currently, it the D-pad is the only thing that really screws up the idea of this, and it's not um, it's the um, the Benbach Joy uh, controllers I have, which I should probably switch it back to the um, the Hori Split. Uh, pad pro uh additions that i have because the d-pad on there is a little bit better if i want to play for fighting games but the analog sticks works just as well just as fluid uh they're not going all crazy i can pull off a move just doesn't feel as comfortable for me because i'm not an analog person i don't like using joy sticks or whatever like that so it's it, it it it's not that bad but 
you know, not my best choice. But with that said, I think she's really good. I like her moveset. It's different from the rest and it provides a, a bit of a good handicap for those who um, aren't used to playing or are used to playing somebody with that type of moveset and, and everything as well, too. So she fit, she's one of the better characters, I would say. And then uh, the four, like the four honor character uh, that they got for that game. That is the worst character or worst DLC character ever in a fighting game. That dude does nothing. <laughs> but Baikun, uh, Baikun fits right in with this group. And uh, I'm looking, I'm, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing who else they might have if they're doing another season or whatever like that. What I really would like to know is are, are, are we going to get a story mode out of this? Is something bigger coming out of this? Because Amoxa Shurda came in. We finally got this character because they, you know, if you played the game and if you beat the game every, once you beat the game at the end, they show this little tease of this ball lighting up over and over, which is the orb that Amoxa usually carries. So we're hinting, okay, Amoxa's coming. We finally got Amoxa. We play through Amoxa's um, story mode or arcade mode, and it still happens. So is this for something bigger? I don't know. I If it is, can we get a story out of this? I would love to have an actual full flesh story for Samurai Showdown. I think it deserves it. I think it'll be awesome to have them actually do something of that nature on air. So I don't know. We'll see. I I would. And if they do, if they ever do. Oh, the grade. I, I would curve the grade even higher because after playing in a while and playing other fighting games, this game is a little bit better than other games, but it's still a little bit archaic because it's it doesn't have that full presentation. I think it could deserve and, you know, other games have net right now so uh but it's a like i said biking is a really cool surprise for the game and, and a well fit you know addition to the roster as well so um if you haven't played it yet go out of your way check it out so well you know what i'm really 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 excited for 2020 in, in, in terms of 2022 in games river city girls 2 you know i loved the first game you guys i if you've been listening for since like 2019 or whatnot i love that game i even had the the uh game developers <laughs> come on to the show um bannon riddis and uh adam tyranny on the show who were the people some of the people behind the game talk about them bringing this back and if i'm correct i could have swore we talked about well, no, I think I, I think I talked about them doing a actual animated series for this or an adult swim series for this, because I think it would have been awesome with the comedy and, and sense of humor that this game has you know brought on. Well, I am happy because they did announce that it's River City Girls uh, 2 is coming and now we get to see more. They just released some some screenshots of what the game is going to look like. Oh, uh, sorry, look like as well as some new characters that will be coming aboard uh, to the game too. Two of which are very familiar characters. Um, they just announced just a couple days ago that the two newest playable characters coming to River City Girls 2 is none other than Marion from Double Dragon. You know, if you know, for those who you know are old school and play Double Dragon, 
the damsel in distress that Billy and Jimmy had to save all the time. The one that gets punched in the stomach and ends up having to, uh, you know, being uh, taken away by the gang that Billy and Jimmy have to fight their way through. She's not a damsel in distress anymore. She is a badass and she will be one of the characters coming uh, joining the roster. Now, if you guys know, Technos is uh, a part of this and, you know, Arc System Works have acquired the rights to Technos, which means Double Dragon as well. And they're able to acquire the Double Dragon characters into the game. So if you played the original game, you saw Billy and Jimmy make cameo appearances in the game, even though you could not play them. I believe Marion also was in there last time too, but not playable. So you were able to, you know, see the characters there and some of the characters from double dragon you were able to fight and you know in, in there as well it was a, a, a they managed to um do a crossover they're they're merging the universes together with river city ransom and uh double dragon and it's an awesome combination as well especially how they did it um the the intros the openings the music everything about it is just awesome so not only will you be playing marion but uh another character pravi from River City Ransom Underground will also be a playable character as well. So they also showed uh, revealed screenshots of the game, which will be available on virtually all platforms, including Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, S, and Nintendo Switch. So we got a chance to see these uh, screenshots and it looks pretty much the same as what we saw from the first game. Uh, just some different vision, I guess some different, uh, you know, stages and all the stuff. They kept it traditional. And the other one you have, you, you got one that shows um, Masa Masako and uh, Kyoko, the first two uh, characters from the original are in here. So they're back. And then you see another screen, which is funny about that one is that um, the screen they show is like they're in somebody's room. <laughs> there is some bedroom or whatever like that, which has like posters of um, Konio and Ricky and also, you know, uh, boy bands and all the stuff. Typical like teenage girls room and here all these really cool, po really cute posters and everything and, and, and toys or whatever. And mirrors with Ricky uh, Konio in here. It's, it's hilarious. Um, so you see one screenshot of that. There's another one. And you can find these on um, their official page on Facebook as well um, for way forward. That is, there's another one where Marion, we get to see what Marion and Pravi looks like in game form and they look awesome. And they're in a gravesite apparently fighting off you know, a little bit of everything. Like it looks like mutant fruit to gang members or whatever like that. So there's going to be some funny action going on here. We also see Masako and Kunio, who's going to be a playable character again. He was playable. He was a him and Ricky were uh, hitting playable characters of the first game. It looks like they're coming back. I wonder if there's going to be more hitting characters this time around, in particular, Billy and Jimmy, because I mentioned that in our interview from way back. And since there is a two and since we got all these new characters, I am I wouldn't be surprised if Billy and Jimmy will finally make an appearance in this game. But overall, this game looks very promising. If you haven't played the original game, this game is awesome. It is just like one of the best River City games ever. I'm sorry. Like, I know a lot of people love a lot of the Kony Okan games from the past. And, you know, they're all available, but they weren't perfect. They like I'm a big fan of Super Dodgeball myself. Um, but man, this has to be the most fluid 
and fun Kunio Khan game to date. Like the River City, this is the best river, I, one of my all time favorite River City games. So I'm looking forward to that coming out. So not only is that coming out, folks, but uh, well, first of all, also, I need to add that the game will have new moves, new enemies and environments, along with signature comedy and characters and, you know, that just made the first game so great. Um, with that said, that's not all we're getting. They went overboard with this. They 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 are overcompensating for the fans out here. Way Forward also announced that River City Girls Zero, which is a Super Famicom throwback based on the 1994 game Shin Neketsu Koha Kunio Tachi no Banka, but will um uh, it will also include Misako and Kyoko as they will team up with Konio and Ricky. So I believe I actually own this game. I actually have played this game before because I have, you know, the uh, Raspberry. Um, so I've, I've, come, I've come across this game. I absolutely do have this game. And it's for the Super Famicom back then. Um, this was also said to be the inspiration for River City Girls in the first place that led to this. So, you know, I it is a pretty cool game. It's just like, because I don't have the translations, it's hard to really figure out what the heck they're saying. But for the first time ever, they're localizing this game, bringing it to America, bringing it to the Nintendo Switch first, and then adding, um, you know, that you know, it'll be a, a translated in English and everything. So, um, and then on top of that, Masako and Kyoko will be a part of this one because they were not playable in that game so we're going to get a whole new experience with this um also added to zero will be new manga cutscenes, theme songs and opening cinematic um with music composed by megan mcduffie who also handles the river city girls uh games uh river city girls 2 is scheduled for 2022 while river city girls zero is expected to come out for the nintendo switch later this year and other platforms will also get it afterwards so thank you way forward this is awesome one of some of the best news i've i've heard in terms of indie games and all this stuff it, i love i seriously love the first game he's so much so like one of my one of my favorite graphics that i've actually uh designed for the promos for for the um for my reviews one of my favorites is the one i did for river city girls too because i made a tribute to desperate, uh, desperately seeking Susan, which was the old Madonna movie from back in the day, using uh, using those the River City Girl characters on there, and I feel like now that they're adding two more characters to it, I if I can, I want to do something else. And I'm, I already thought in my mind like, what else? How am I going to design the newer version? What am I going to do for that one? So it, it'll be interesting to see what I do. But I I absolutely have a great love for River City Girls too. I thought they way forward does a great job. And here's another thing too. I just realized um I wasn't gonna think about getting this game, but because Way Forward is doing it, I may actually get this now. Blood Rain is gonna be coming for the to the Nintendo Switch soon, and they actually um were the ones behind this too. So I'm ready I am actually thinking about getting that. You know what I am kind of pissed off about Way Forward is last thing before we just had end this segment. Is that they they posted something about DuckTales Remastered and how they were celebrating the anniversary. I don't know if that was a tease for them to bring out the game on a Nintendo Switch or other platforms, but damn it, don't mention it. Do not mention that game 
I even mentioned it uh, to those two on and, and when they were on the show. Kind of leaving hints like, can y'all please bring DuckTales remastered to the Switch? It seems like a no-brainer type of thing. And I know Capcom has a lot to do with the decision that as well as Disney. But for goodness sake, that game, it's DuckTales, man. It is legend. It is cult favorite. And then the remaster really did a great job. They don't, it may be based on the fact that they need to have the rights to do so, but go for it, man. It, the game, don't mention, I just do not mention that game unless there's any inclination of this game coming out to the new systems. They got a lot of people commenting and liking that, that post. So hopefully that is a way an indication of saying, bring it to the new current systems. I would love to play that on the go. I actually still have it for the for the iOS. Like I think the fact that it's on the iOS is on I'm able to play it on the Nintendo on, on the uh on my iPad and my iPhone. It's almost a crime because that game is worth more. Like it's cool that you can play it on a mobile game. But playing virtual playing with the virtual buttons, it's not all that fun. Playing on the Nintendo Switch controller awesome or even like the new the new um steam uh portable system that's coming out soon you know i, I bet you it's going to be on air i bet you they're going to have it on air watch I, I guarantee it but man please i love the river city girls too but man y'all would well they are always going it's one of my favorite companies i can't really say they'll be on my good side but i don't know what i can say to, to convince them like how what i would do <laughs> It's like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? What would you do if I, if you bring back out DuckTales remastered? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I had to think about that really hard, but you know, looking forward to all what they're doing and cause they do such a great job in re, rather remastering something or just developing a really fun game experience. So kudos to them. I'm looking forward to 2021 and the end of this year with zero as well. Folks, that will do it for this edition of this segment we're going to take a break come back and enter the final stage as i review marvel avengers black panther war of wakanda expansion we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Folks, we have reached the final stage of this program, and I am here to review Marvel Avengers Black Panther War of Wakanda, the expansion that everybody was waiting for, uh, which was supposed to have come out quite a while ago, but due to, well, actually it was going to be announced 
uh, a while ago, but due to the situation of last year with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, they opted to announce that because, you know, in the minds of many fresh from the untimely pas uh, passing of uh, our king, <laughs> um, they didn't want to draw any any negative attention to what they were doing or who was going to play the role or whatever like that. And that very understandably so. It's been a year since his passing. We're still grieving slightly, uh, especially after watching Marvel What If, which I'll say that for Sunday, of course. But, you know, we needed time. We needed time to breathe. And the, the last thing we need is we already got enough people on, on social media and on the Internet, you know, looking to dis displace their anger and frustration upon everything and anything. Why add this to the to the um, to the list? So luckily, to their credit, they took a lot of time to do that. And I thought it was good timing how they did it. They were managed to finally announce that it was coming and people were excited. People were definitely excited, more excited as time went by. Uh, we, we even found out who was playing who and everything. And it was just awesome. But the overall for me and why I have a love hate relationship for this game is that if I can describe it to anybody, it's like going on vacation and you've been waiting and dying to go on vacation for a long time. The place that you're going to is just it, it's supposed to be the best experience ever. You heard so many things about it. You saw the sceneries and everything. You see what's going on. Then you go to the to the on you go to the uh, vacation spot. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. There's some things that that you expected in terms of quality and experience that you were uh, expecting, that you paid for, that you you know put your money into and you're invested in, and it didn't give it to you all the way. And it kind of took away from your experience and some things frustrated you along the way. And then you come back from the experience a little bit annoyed that you put all that time and money and investment into that experience. Well, that's what War Wakanda has done for me. I feel like that they were doing so good and they came a long way and they still did. They came a long way from when they first started, from when this actually first started. And now it feels like they reverted back because there were some things that were harming this game from being a completely fun and fluid experience. And yes, I am going to compare this to other Marvel games created by other companies like Insomniac Games, like uh, Quay Tecmo, you know, who made the, uh, who was it that they made? Oh, and Team Ninja at that, who made uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. Two of those games, two of those game developers made phenomenal Marvel games. Okay. They made incredible Marvel games. And here you got, here you have um, Team Ninja. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, definitely Team Ninja. And I believe Tecmo Koi, uh, Koi Tecmo had some, you know, they had they they were a part of this in some form or fashion of, of ultimate alliance 3 but um team ninja really did a great job with this um and i could actually i could be wrong about that i don't think koi tech i could have sworn i saw their um logo in here but it was more team ninja than anything 
but also you got Insomniac Games who made the Spider-Man games. And you had two really completely different games that provided a very fun and fluid experience. And then you have Marvel Avengers created by Crystal Dynamics uh, in accordance with, you know, Square Enix. And it's a, it's a mixed bag. You got great visuals. Now you do. It wasn't like that in the first place. Like it was unfinished when it came out. And now I don't care what they say. They will try to deny it as corporations will do to save face. But it's clear. It, it, it's funny because corporations, no matter if it's gaming industry or anything, when they mess up, they will deny making mistakes and they will beat around the bush. Even if it's it's confirmation bias, even though it's like right in front of your face, even though it's plain and transparent and easy to see, they will deny that you're, what you're seeing is not there. I don't understand why they do this. I don't understand. And not all companies do. I will say that some do own up to their mistakes. You know, uh, CD Projekt Red, I'll, I'll give them a slight credit for, you know, owning up to Cyberpunk 2077. When you got companies like 2K Games and companies like this who do that, it, it irks me. And also what irks me is that they rush games out for the sake of shareholders. It, it's a, that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother story. But this right here was just one of those experiences that like this was good, but it could have been so much better. Um, they have this gameplay and control scheme that's supposed to mimic really great games like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Arkham's in the Arkham games, the Batman Arkham, you know, games that came out with the extremely fluid form of gameplay that just makes it so much more fun to play. This one, I don't know what they were reaching for. The gameplay reminds me of DC films and how DC films wanted to create their own kind of Marvel cinematic formula and it just didn't come out that way and it turned out to be crap. I feel like, you know, Crystal Dynamics went the same way with this. It, it feels like there it, it wants to be with Spider-Man, this is what the Spider-Man series did with Insomniac and it wants to be what Arkham was, it just didn't come out that way. It just didn't. And it, it just, it, it, it's, it's a cluster in a sense. But like I said, I'm gonna do this in pros and cons to make it better. But let's talk about the story first. Cause actually, of course, once again, the story, one of the stronger points of Marvel Avengers and this one was different. And I, I will give them this, that they put so much emphasis into this uh, right here, that it's its own separate story. And according as compared to um, that of uh, the Hawkeye, you know, Hawkeye and um, I forgot her other one, the other two expansions that were mostly connected to the aim, uh, you know, connections and um, the future impact story. This one felt like it was his own deal because it was a whole different world and whole different everything. They had to rechange everything, new stages, all that. But um. The story of uh, of the expansion revolves around King T'Challa. Go fig. Uh, the Black Panther, devoted protector and current ruler of Wakanda, uh, who was blindsided by the betrayal uh, and, and the resulting uh, tragedy. Uh, T'Challa finds it difficult to entrust his duties to anyone else, even his sister Shuri, 
while also confronting those who wish to do Wakanda harm. When arch-rival Claw forces threaten Wakanda's safety once again, T'Challa must take uh, the fight right to them to defend everything and everyone he holds dear. So like I said, I really did enjoy, one of the biggest pros is that I did um, enjoy the story. It was, uh, it, it was very strongly written uh, and here's why. The narrative team for the story expansion was overseen and written by Rise of the Black Panther author Evan Narcisse, who took references from different story arcs from the Black Panther, uh, you know, series, including Ta-Nehisi Coates and Brian uh, Stelfreeze, uh sagas as well. And put it all together, it created one really awesome, cool storyline that really molded into the Marvel Avengers universe that they have for the game. And that was the more entertaining part of it. I would definitely say that. Also, beautiful character designs for the War of Wakanda characters. I really like the way they looked. They looked very well represented. They look authentic. They look appropriate, <laughs> to say the least. The features, the facial features, everything. I really enjoyed it. The costume designs, all that was just beautifully done. The environments were really cool. Uh, the jungles of Wakanda was awesome. The Royal Palace and that shows a stunning view of the Golden City, Shuri's laboratory, uh, Zawafar, uh, Zawavari's uh, chamber. I mean, just everything that you would expect to see in the comics just came to life from this game. And the Wakanda War Room, just all just fantastic, uh, just beautifully done. I that you will never take away from. Also, great cast. Uh, you had Christopher Judge, who's the current. Uh, Kratos taking on the role of T'Challa uh, as well and this is why this dude gets hired he's a really great uh, actor and again people not voice actor actor <laughs> he's an actor playing a role he also played in uh, a lot of you know live action series as well sci-fi series especially so well known definitely a great he's a great talent um, they did a great job I believe they they use uh, from what I saw on the uh, war table presentation that they did, they uh, acquired the voice director uh, for uh, black for the Black Panther movie to make sure that they have a very appropriate accent for what they were doing here. So that was a smart move. Uh, of course, you got my man Steve Bloom playing as Ulysses Claw. You got Erica Luttrell as Siri and one of my favorite and doesn't get talked about enough. Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, from old, old school Mad TV, but she's going on to do many roles for animated shows and everything. She's a Koye, very good choice. I think she is awesome. She doesn't get talked about enough. And uh, all together, they help make a very strong story. So those were the pros of this. The cons, unfortunately the cons almost evenly balanced the 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 um the pros and that's not a good thing from an algebra standpoint if you if i'm going algebraic here you know the old formula positive times positive equals positive negative times negative equals positive this is positive times negative equals negative so this the, the, the cons here almost outweighs the, the you know the pros here um the missions i felt were a bit repetitive uh after a while when you first started going like you're going back in the jungle and it, it they only have one stage for the jungle so 
you're going in the same direction every single time. You almost know where you're going, where you're going to end up at and what happens from that point. So in the beginning stages, it, 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 it was happening there. Um, the difficulty level seemed a bit stiff, even on easy. And I felt the other thing that I felt was really interesting about the difficulty level was the fact that T'Challa was at level one. I could have sworn that when I played the Hawkeye expansions that in, in the, uh, the Kate, um, I forgot her name, the, um, the Hawkeye and Kate expansions, they were already souped up at 30 at level 30 when they, when they were there, why they put T'Challa in level one, I don't understand. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn and somebody can tell me if I'm wrong about that. But I could have sworn when I played Hawkeye and I played um, the other the, the other expansion is that they were already at a certain level already going in. T'Challa starts at one and then these the the uh, the AI character, you know, uh, enemies that you're fighting felt like they were a little even though they said they were at level one. It felt like they were a little bit more and then sometimes it became overwhelming and then then in terms of like the new thing that they got where like they got these the enemy had these weapons where it tunes out your vibranium and it makes the whole entire screen like totally a blur so you can't see anything and you're trying to get through all these enemies while in this blur it becomes chaotic the gameplay is so there's no fluidity to this game and because of that, it's hard to be able to maneuver over everything, especially if you're at a low level. Your AI characters, um, your your team uh, of Avengers aren't the best help in this case. For some reason, they're not as good as they were in the regular ones. Um, I just felt overwhelmed, you know, because you got people, you got uh, enemies shooting at you everywhere. You can't find your way through. And when you start to have a blur moment, you're trying to find a, you know, energy, uh, you know, uh, containments to, you know, re replenish your health. And it just happens. Sometimes it just gets overbearing. Even now, it's like, it sounds like I swore I seen on, um, on Twitter or whatnot, they were doing a, a demonstration where, what it looks like when somebody reaches T'Challa at power level 150. And I'm like, that means you got to grind your ass off to get to that point. It just should not be that stiff. It should not be that the difficulty level should not be, especially on easy. If you, the point of playing an easy level is to not be challenged. It's just to enjoy the experience. That's what Spider the Spider-Man games have done. That's what the uh, Ultimate Alliance game has done. It's like, if you want to be challenged, oh, they'll give you a challenge. They give you options to be challenged. But if you just want to enjoy the story, you should be allowed to do that. But because Crystal Dynamics is doing things the way that they're doing, and they're doing it in terms of trying to get you to spend more money, which I think is a really, really crappy thing to do. Because the great part is when you play Miles Morales or you play the original Spider-Man game, there's no in-app purchase there. There's DLC. But after that, actually, is there DLC on uh there was there's the story expansions for the original Spider-Man, but there's hasn't nothing coming yet for Miles Morales except for the new suits, which you kind of get for free anyway. But you pay that one fee and you get this awesome experience. You get to experience a tremendous 
story. The gameplay is fluid, it's fun, and it's intuitive, and it gets you immersed into the experience. Same goes for Ultimate Alliance 3. You pay for the expansion, you pay for the season pass, whatever, you get the extra story mode, you get extra costumes, whatever, everything's in-game in terms of currency and what you gotta earn to unlock different costumes or whatever like that. It's all in. They don't try to get over it. Do more than that. And because of that, you get a great experience. Now, trust me, after playing and getting frustrated with playing Black Panther, I, just to make sure, I went back and played Miles Morales, the very first stage with the Rhino game. And I had such, it my, my entire experience, my mental completely went a total 180 from frustrated to enjoy it to enjoyable to you know serenity it's no reason why they couldn't do it like they need to tweak the gameplay schematic they need to tweak the way you play the game the overwhelming feeling that doesn't need to be and i wish like and i know they didn't want to be like ultimate alliance and didn't want to allow you to switch to different characters but damn it i wish you really could switch to other characters especially because some of your characters are already more powerful than your current character that you're trying to play and they could easily probably get out of the sticky situation that it is in this case there's a definite unbalance to not only the difficulty level the ai but also the control scheme as well so that that's a whole thing that i wish that they would do um that right there it's just it's just crazy you know what else i didn't like either the ui the new ui design that they did i there's a lot of people who didn't like that there's a lot of people on social media that's complaining about that ui it i don't know why they decided to feel that they needed to change it they claimed that it was to make things a lot easier i thought the original way that they did it was much better than what they did now i do not like this new ai it's it's more complex and it's harder to find things or go into things where it's just like it was much easier to do it the first time around i don't understand i want them to go back to the original ui um menu in in the hub and everything i just i do not like the way they did the new design of the uh ui it you got to go in and out of things so much and it's hard for you it, it's a whole learning curve you got to start all over again and learning how to level up your characters and you know get get the materials that you need and you know um dismantle you know some of the the parts that you know the uh equipment and attachments that you have it's it's a whole thing now that becomes a grind in itself so that whole thing experience too then you got the bugs and glitches that are on here which is not as bad as it was when you first you know when the game first came out but it's definitely noticeable you got this you know whenever you defeat an enemy and in, in the jungle stages there's this black ball that appears out of nowhere during it it doesn't do anything to you it doesn't it just there hopefully I, it's something that they're going to easily be able to patch up but it you know it's something that's definitely noticeable also frames of animation it it, it, it breaks it cuts every so often there's some you know there's some work that needs to be done and you could tell that this feels like a little that they rushed it out a little bit before finishing up and it looks like they're, they're they're making the same mistake that they just made when this game first came out and i thought that they learned their lesson from this but it looks like all right i'm just assuming here that they probably looked at it probably said okay for the most part it all works fluid and we'll just patch it up you know in in no time so just bring it out put it out 
let it publish and it'd be fine. PlayStation, and this is the part, this is really interesting, how the different way that PlayStation approves games to be released in, in accordance to how Nintendo released games, if you don't have one thing wrong with Nintendo, if you have something like one thing wrong and it's going to be released for Nintendo, Nintendo would not release it. Even if it's going to be released, even if it's approved by PlayStation, Xbox or Steam, it will not budge on Nintendo. And we've had this situations recently with certain games. Nintendo is very strict. And in this case, I am very happy that they are because I, I refuse to want to play a game that is so buggy and so crappy that it doesn't meet the code. <laughs> and I appreciate Nintendo for doing that. But PlayStation, they will let they will approve uh, something, but don't realize what's going on with the game until people start complaining. That's what happened with Cyberpunk uh, 2077. It got so much backlash by uh, by fans and gamers who purchased the game, myself included, that they had to shut it down. They had to take it out. Yeah, it's back up now, but not nearly as much. And I, by the way, I heard that game's going on for $10 right now. I think the physical version is available for $10. Yeah, if you want to check out what the whole you know the deal is, and it's probably better than it was before. Yeah, now is the time to get Cyberpunk 2077. So, but this is just one of the things that I hate. Um, and, and also my last con for this, uh, the targeting system. When you play against the Ulysses Claw at the end, and then you also got to fight uh, uh, Crossbones along with it, which I, by the way, I, that's a pro to me. Crossbones was pretty cool. I like Crossbones in, in the game. Um, you have to fight both of them. And again, it's just a lot of chaotic things going on. There is no order within the chaos. It is, it is so, I just, it's like, it's like drawing a really cool black and white sketch and then the colorist comes and you know draws outside the lines and it just looks crazy and not well put together that's why i feel about my experience of playing this game to some extent um i know i'm making a lot of analogies here but you know you get my drift it just didn't work for me like trying to target you know trying to get in and out of targeting by hitting the analog button it was troublesome because you know it got it and oh god the, the trying to you know the timing system with the um and again i'm going back to the control scheme the timing issue with the evade like i said you compare that to the evade of spider-man or to batman two totally different things you're able to get out on time but no not here it just it's so hard to things is so hard to do it, it just it, it's it lacks fluidity whatsoever the control scheme the targeting all that targeting is like you try to get out you tr you lock on to the target but it's hard to switch the target into it to some to you know like because there are times when if you beat ulysses claw then you got to go fight uh crossbones and then crossbones puts a force field over them which then takes away from the modules which you got to destroy so you got to switch on to the targeting to that and it's hard to do it's not as it's not as fluid as you would like it to be or as it should be so i found those to be very frustrating and at the end of the day it made for a not so great experience i came back from this vacation very frustrated felt like i needed to get my money back in some cases but there wasn't all bad and when you're not playing in the actual story 
campaign playing as especially when you level up playing t'challa is actually kind of fun because it's it's weird because you're playing easy you're playing supposedly the same easy on the story campaign of war of wakanda as you are the regular missions but they feel different like when i play the regular missions with t'challa and he's on he's like i'm at what i guess like a 40 power level right now with him being level 20 or 25 or whatnot on a regular mission using t'challa he's dominating he is not as bad when you play the story campaign that's supposed to be the same thing it feels like they up the level i don't know why it just feels different i don't it, it just feels unbalanced it feels like they tweaked it up even though it's as easy it just feels different from there but overall i it's unfortunate but i didn't like the way this turned out um uh, from a full presentation while the visuals and the story and the acting was strong in its core the the mission the repetitive missions the difficulty level issues the glitches and bug issues the control scheme it didn't pull through i like the game i think they will eventually tweak it up and, and nerf it and do whatever they need to do to make it better but right now this is unfortunate and i hate it breaks my heart because this is black panther and this is t'challa this expansion gets a c plus it's just is it's good but it could be much much better and hopefully in time it will and this is just another indication that this game man this is this game it, it, it could be it could be great but it's such a disappointment at times ah i tell you it's just really sad because this is kind of wakanda week you know with all things considered with this game coming out with the fact that they have a marvel what if based on you know t'challa as well this week i was hoping that it was going to be a, a clean sweep of great experiences unfortunately we're starting off with a bumpy road but at least it's not a completely bad road but bumpy at best so folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you all for being a part of this as well thank you to all of our newest listeners in in this realm and uh our new subscribers thank you so very much i really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and all of our episodes of talk time live which by the way you can always check out on our official website at talktimelive.com all of our podcast episodes audio are on air our exclusive interviews are on air as well if you go on air and type in ttl uh exclusive on the search engine you'll be able to find it you can also check out our exclusive video interviews as well including the recent one with the return of jeffrey champa cruz talking about his work on marvel comics uh the new marvel comics series known as tech on avengers you definitely listen to the podcast but watch the actual video interview because you get to see some of the actual visuals of that he's worked on as well as the toy line that uh he works he shows a prototype version that he got but also i have um a visual of what they look like and i'm gonna invest in those things they are they are i think they're about 100 bucks so it's really well detailed you know if you if you those types that buy like um the masterpiece transformers g1 it's kind of in that grade right there so we also got green lantern writer and marvel comics writer as well jeffrey thorne on air we got amanda c miller the cast of naruto uh my keystone comic-con press interview with kevin conroy as well brian donovan the voice of rock lee i mean 
tons of different video interviews for you to check out and enjoy. You can also enjoy the audio versions of them as well. We also have the media uh, content with the Read Pop Metaverse in, uh, panels that I hosted, as well with the uh, anime cast of Bleach, Sailor Moon, uh, that time it got reincarnated as a slime, My Hero Academia, and the original OG Pokemon cast as well. And we got some blog entries that you can read and check out with some places I've been to, some new uh, gaming products I've had, and some games that I've played in the past, all there. If you want to subscribe and download the show on your favorite podcast platforms, we got you covered. You can definitely do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and big shout out to my people in the Tumblr community out there. So you got everywhere and anywhere you can listen to the show. And thank you so much because as always, we are building and building and building and we're looking forward to do more. We got much more to come, people. We're getting, we're narrowing it down to October, near Comic-Con. And judging from what I've seen from other cons like MegaCon in Florida and all this stuff, some good hope in terms of what's going on with the pandemic and how they're, you know, looking on safety, uh, you know, situations as well. So I'm looking forward to it this Sunday. This is like I said, this is Wakanda week. So my topic, and I think it'll make things make my experience with this game a lot better because we're going to talk about Marvel's What If T'Challa as Star-Lord. <laughs> we got to talk about this. This is I, I won't get into it. I'll just say, like, stay tuned for this Sunday. We'll talk about that. That's our talk topic of the week, uh, as well as some other big things that has happened this week, including some big announcements uh, in the world of Marvel Studios, uh, some new trailers from Marvel Studios and much, much more. So stay tuned for all that. And again, thank you all for being a part of this experience. And I'm glad to be here to help you take away uh, whatever's going on in your world for at least an hour or so. So. Folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Have a great and safe week. Continue to mask up. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.